Coming up in this week's Triton Spotlight, we're hitting the hardwood to talk UC San Diego men's basketball. On today's show, we'll be joined by center Emmanuel Chimanga. The first-year Triton will tell us about his basketball adventure from his native Montreal and the decision to leave his family and head to the U.S. to pursue his basketball dreams. How did he end up at UC San Diego? You'll find out when we chat with Emmanuel Chimanga in this week's Triton Spotlight. Plus, we'll put E in the hot seat in the long-awaited return of our popular Quick Pick segment. Who's the funniest Triton? What goes in a proper poutine? Find out when we sit down with Emmanuel in just a moment in this week's Triton Spotlight. Welcome to Episode 74 of Triton Cast, the podcast for UC San Diego Athletics. I'm Jeff Turiel. Whether you found us on your favorite podcast platform or on UCSDTritons.com, thank you for joining us this week. If you enjoy what you hear, take a moment to subscribe, rate the show, or write us a brief review. And a special welcome to those watching this episode of Triton Cast on our UCSD Tritons YouTube channel. Before we get to this week's conversation, let's go around campus. A total of seven Tritons from the men's and women's basketball programs were recognized for their success in the classroom and on the court by college sports communicators. You can read more about those accolades on UCSDTritons.com. Women's basketball sophomore Izzy Forsyth was named Big West Player of the Week after she dropped a career-high 26 at Cal State Fullerton. And men's volleyball freshman Josh Schellinger was named Big West Freshman of the Week for the second time this season. In case you missed it on Instagram, the men's rowing team got quite the surprise last week on Mission Bay when a harbor seal hopped on for a ride. You can check out the video on their IG. On the links, golf sophomore Davis McDowell won the Orange County Collegiate Classic last week, the first Triton to win a tournament in Division I. And women's swim and dive took second place in the MPSF Championships. Triton cast alum Katya Pavicevic, episode 24, won two championships. She was the runner-up in two others. She set three school records. And the Toronto native established an MPSF meet record twice in the same day. With that, this week's University Credit Union Athletes of the Week are Davis McDowell and Katya Pavicevich. Congrats to those two. Now it's on to this week's Triton Spotlight. Here's our conversation with another Canadian, men's basketball junior center, Emmanuel Chimanga. How old were you when you started playing basketball? Um, I always give people two answers when it comes to that because... I really started playing around with the ball when I was just a kid, I would say about three, four years old. But really starting to play and like focus on, you know, trying to get better and trying to be good for real. Um, that was when I was 15 and the year I moved over to America from Canada. So you grew up in Montreal and basketball is clearly not the big sport there. I think we know that. Yeah. So was it a challenge finding teams and places to play? Um, it was a little bit of a challenge uh, because you could always play for a boys and girls club or a little club team, but it wasn't really made for people that want to go far in basketball. You know, it was kind of just you play for fun and then, you know, time goes on and you start focusing on studies. Um, so it wasn't as easy finding clubs there, but um, one of my big brothers is my legal guardian and he's the one that kind of placed us in these situations to be able to start persevering in basketball. So when you were younger than 15, were you playing other sports? Oh, yeah, actually. I played soccer was my first sport. Um, I had to start off with soccer. 
because I used to watch a lot of Messi. Messi's my favorite player. Um, and I played football after that. And I started playing basketball and football around like the same time. And I started, I, dry, I had to drop football um, later on because it was too, it was getting too busy for me. Uh, you know, playing basketball and football and then taking the hits from football and going on the basketball court to try to play with the hits that came from football. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna decide between one of the sports and I had to go with basketball given the height that I had. Were you always on the taller side amongst your peers? Um, I always was. I always was. Uh, I think I was about five, eight when I was in the fifth grade. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people were, you know, adults are five, eight. And they were like, oh, like, how old is this kid? <laughs> so growing up in, in Montreal, that culture, you know, French is the predominant language, although English is spoken. So I presume you're bilingual. Yep, I am. Do you think first in French? Uh, I actually think first in French, translate to English in my head, and then speak out what I want to say. And just being around you, traveling with the team on the road and so on, I certainly see you on your phone speaking French all the time. Is it easy for you at this point to kind of toggle back and forth between the two? Um, it's easy now because I've been doing it for a while. Um, and I would say, I would even say that I can, we made the language Franklish with my family um, because we're, we're all bilingual now. So we kind of speak with both French and English in the same sentences. So that kind of makes it easier for me to switch from one to another. And you, you said that you were about 15 when you started to get a little more serious about basketball. Were you good right away or did it take some time to learn the game? Oh no, I was not good at all. Like I thought I was good until I came here and saw all these AAU teams and you know, the Adidas Gauntlet, the Nike UYBL. I was like, okay, I need to put some work in. And so I didn't play my first, my first year of high school. Um, I just trained with my brother. And um, after that whole year, we started like planning AAU programs in the summer. Me and my little brother, uh, we moved together. So when did you move to the U.S.? Uh, it was, I remember, October 2015. Um, moved to Phoenix, Arizona. <clears throat> and we, um, my dad came down there with us, uh, with my legal guardian, which is my older brother, uh, just to make sure we were okay. And once he left is when the real work started. We went to, I went to charter school my first year. Um, and we would wake up every day at 5 a.m., um, go work out at six. After the workout, we take a shower, go to school. After school, there's a little, um, like the office is open with where the principal is. We'd go in there and do all our homework and then get picked up from school and go straight to the gym. And wow. yeah, and then from the gym then go back home, shower, sleep, do it again. So with your brother, your legal guardian, moving to the U.S., was that to play basketball? Is that why you moved here? Uh, yeah, that was wow. that, that was the purpose of this move. Um, <clears throat> to pursue basketball as a career, but also being an athlete, because like uh, being a scholar athlete, because school matters as well. You know, school's always top priority because without an education, you don't have much. Um, so 
we just we just focus on both the school and the basketball to prosper. Uh, I would say go forward further in the future. What went into that decision to move to another country and away from family to pursue a sport? That couldn't have been an easy decision. Um, it wasn't easy because I remember I remember when. A couple, it was a couple months before that, we were actually supposed to, me and my little brother, when I say we, it's me and my little brother because we moved together. Um, We were supposed to go to a school in New York, I think it was, and it didn't go through. And at that time, I was like, okay, I I didn't really want to leave at that time. So I was like, okay, it didn't go through. That's good. Um, You were relieved. Yeah, I was relieved. I was like, okay, more time with my friends. Uh, School year is about to start. And because the school year starts around beginning of September, end of August, uh, back in Montreal for elementary school. Um, Not elementary school, I mean high school. Yeah. And... So when we started that school year, um, that's when you know my my dad talked to us and said, you know, there's opportunity to go, and he did it smart. He asked my little brother and me separately to make sure we, because if we were together, we would have said, all right, like, are we going or not? Right. If somebody right. goes with the yes, we would have went with the yes. Um, so he asked us separately, and I had made the decision to go. I was like, all right, like. I'll go. Like, I think it's it's time to start, you know, making something for myself. And my little brother thought I would say no, so he said no. And um, after that, you know, we, we all had a meeting together, and it was like, okay, well, you know, he's going to be going. And he ended up being like, oh, yeah, well, if he goes, then, you know, I'll, I'll go too. And so we stuck together and left. But it's just hard in terms of dropping everything you know and kind of dropping everything you are to move to a new spot of your life. You know, it's it's out of your comfort zone. So it's something that's that's pretty hard to, to, to deal with. Well, and there are many similarities between the United States and Canada, but certainly there are many differences as well, and especially coming from Quebec, which is French Canada, is very different. So moving there to Arizona... What were some of the biggest adjustments what are, that you had to kind of figure out on the fly? Uh, how to speak English. <laughs> That's a pretty big one. How to speak English is probably the first one. Um, <clears throat> I knew a little bit of English, but I just like to say that I didn't know English because, you know, knowing how to say, hey, bye, my please go to the restroom is, is not really understanding English. And so I had to learn. I remember the, f- the very first time I was in the airport, um, I went to Starbucks and I wanted to get the Frappuccino. You know, they got the whipped cream on there. They got it. It looks good. So I was like, you know, I want that one. And um, I got up to the counter. And after I ordered, I was waiting for my order to get back. And it was a green. It was an iced green tea. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Iced green tea. And I looked over and I was like, you know what? I don't even know what to say to them. I don't I don't know English good enough to to change the drink into what I want. And so from there I was like, you know what, this is gonna be my lesson. I won't order until I know enough English to order again. And so um, eventually my first English order was at Chipotle. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget it. What'd you get? Um, I actually got a chicken bowl. Chicken bowl, uh, I know it was corn in there. 
had to put the little they have the little salsa with tomatoes and onions um the pico yeah that pico and is that what you wanted that's yeah what, yeah okay, no, that, that's what i wanted okay. so that's why i was happy i was like you know i got what i wanted and i'm about to dem- demolish it right now so that that was the best bowl you'd ever had man <laughs> couldn't have said it better so did you drink the green tea did you try it Ah, I took a seven through it. Not so much. <laughs> Not took so a much. Tossed it. So living in Arizona at the time, how often were you speaking with family? I mean, this was, you know, many years ago, obviously. So technology was a little different too. Yeah. Um, fun fact: I didn't get a phone until I was fifteen, um, which was when I moved over to Arizona. Uh, so that's how I'd communicate with them, but. I got it taken, you know, for, you know, Uh-oh. a little, little <laughs> you know, a little, little behavior stuff going on, you know, <laughs> just, uh, I was, I was getting disciplined. Yeah. And so the times that I didn't have my phone, um, I would mostly just use my brother's phone as somebody to call. I, I called my dad and my other siblings until I was able to get my own device. Then, you know, you see me on the trips, we FaceTime yeah. um, all the time. It's a, it's a real close family, so we make sure to talk to each other a lot. So how long, when you first went to Arizona, how long before you went back to Montreal to visit? Uh, it was, it was actually two years. Wow. Yeah, two years until I went back to visit. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, from from 2015 till today, I don't I don't really go back home that much um, because I don't. Not that I don't have the time, but I'd rather work out and try to chase my dreams. You know, even though I know my dad will travel sometimes and come see us, but I have a big vision of what I want to do. And to get there is gonna require some sacrifices, which I've I've, I've made a, my fair share of it, but I still got more to make. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, it's okay. It's okay to be away from home. I got used to it now. I just make sure to talk to my dad, talk to my siblings. And you know, when we're all together, even if it's on the phone, if it feels like home. That's amazing. At what point would you say you got comfortable speaking English on the regular? Uh, I would probably say it took me until like 2017 um, because after that year in Arizona, uh, we went to a prep school up in East LA, uh, Rebay Academy. Yeah, we went there um, and by the time we got there, I felt like I, I had enough knowledge of the language to you know speak properly. I didn't know everything. I mean, till this day, sometimes I still stutter and, and all that stuff, but um, I'm okay with it as long as I get my point across. So. Absolutely, and that makes that makes perfect sense. I mean, we all struggle with the language, I think, sometimes. But um, so, was the plan all along to get a scholarship and play in college and so on? Is that when you came to the U.S. Was that the the intention? Um, I don't want to sound um, what's the word for it? like I, I don't I don't want to sound like I'm hyping myself up, but. It's kind of a part of the plan to get a scholarship because, I mean, I've, we, we put in a lot of work, um, I could say, for everybody who plays basketball in my family. So it was kind of, I knew I was going to get a scholarship because I knew the work that I was putting in and I knew that putting in that work 
would make sure I don't have to worry about, all right, am I going to get seen? Or, you know, all I have to do is just play and showcase what I've been working on. So, you know, getting the scholarship was part of the plan um, for the bigger picture. So you went through the recruiting process. And what was that like? You ultimately chose UC Irvine. What went into that decision? Um, it just, it's just more, you know, looking at where you see yourself fit and where you see yourself getting better. And to me, it's not, yeah, there's, there's all the high majors, mid-majors, low majors, D1, D2, but everybody has a place where, you know, you, okay, I feel like I'm gonna fit in this program. And so you go up there and, you know, you do, you do your thing, you see how, how it works out for you. So um, it's just a learning experience for, you know, no matter where you go. And I feel like that's that's kind of how I took it. I'm like, okay, I feel like this is a good opportunity for me, and I'm I'm gonna explore it. And that's that's why I chose uh, to go that way. We'll get to UC San Diego in a moment, but being a University of California school, we aren't allowed to say that UC Irvine's a good academic school as well. So how did you fit in there, and what was that adjustment like being at a tough? academic school in not your native language while trying to play division one basketball yeah um well i would say that i've been a good student ever since i moved to to united states because i mean back back in montreal not that i was bad but i didn't really put as much effort into school as i did once i moved here because i was like okay like i was out of my comfort zone and i'm starting anew so now I have to really, you know, put my head into it and study. So when I got to UC Irvine, to me, it was like, okay, well, it's just it's just another school. It's just another institution. So I'm going to go in there. Um, I'm going to do the best I can. And if the best I can do is not enough, I'm just going to ask for help to get to enough because, you know, I, I feel like there's nothing you can't do. Um, so... Yeah, it was it was kind of easy for me um, to get in there. Not that the classes were easy, but when you work hard at something, it makes it easy. And then in terms of the basketball, playing at a Big West school in Division One, what was that adjustment like? I mean, do you feel like you made that progression and you were ready for, for what lied ahead there? Yeah, um, I was hurt my first year. Um, I had a surgery, so... I kind of got to sit back and observe everybody. And of course, being a freshman, you know, you watch the seniors and juniors and they kind of show you how things are done. Um, so I just took, I kind of took that first year to observe and learn from everybody um, to make sure that when it was my turn to go, I had a better understanding of the game. And I mean, I was I was overweight. <laughs> I was overweight for a good minute. So um, sitting back and watching also gave me a chance to, you know, see what it takes, the work that it takes um, to do what the other guys were doing. So it kind of gave me motivation for when I was going to be back to playing. So is it fair to say maybe it was almost a blessing that you weren't able to play that first year? Um, I can say that yes because it it was my first big injury. Like I had um, I had a surgery on my right foot, and it was kind of eye opening because before that I never thought I never thought I could get hurt. I'm like you know I'm playing every game. I'm never taking a game off, so um, 
when that happened, I was like, okay, this is an eye opener. And it actually made me focus on school a bit more because I realized that any day, you know, you could just, God forbid, but you could get hurt and, you know, your career's done and you have to rely on the academics, which is why I was saying earlier, you know, school is very important. Um, so yeah, just taking it serious in the classroom um, also gives me a perspective of performing hard on the court because once you, I believe that who you are kind of reflects in everything you do. And so if you work hard in the classroom or on the court, it's gonna reflect on each other and vice versa. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's, that's kind of. That's a really mature and adult kind of approach, but that makes so much sense. Emmanuel Chamanga is our guest this week on Triton Cast. So you play at UC Irvine, your second year there, and at some point along the way, you make a decision to look elsewhere what what was the process like? What went into your decision to finally uh, consider playing and, and going and finishing your academic career at another school? Um, it's it's a it's a lot of thinking that went into the process because it's a lot, of, especially when you get into the transfer portal. It's a, a lot of a lot of people talking left and right and then you know you start getting worried like about did I, did I make the wrong decision maybe or what if nobody wants me or you know you start worrying about a lot of things and I feel like what I did is um well my brothers visited me two of my brothers visited me after I had my surgery and so um it made the process easier because I got to you know sit down and relax and just think about everything and think about um, the, the next spot that I was going to be at. And I was just looking for, you know, a place that would also help me get better because Irvine did help me get better a lot. I mean, I've, I made a lot of progress over there um, and they have good guys over there, good people. Um, and so I was like, okay, I want, I want something that's that's gonna be good or even better than that. Um, and you know, uh, one thing that really intrigued me um, in this school is um, the sports medicine. Because of course I was hurt at the time, but I know I have, a, I have sometimes I have little little stuff that's going on. Maybe the arm, the arm is not feeling good. or And I knew in my head that, okay, since they're very good with sports medicine, maybe they could give me the, you know, the little tricks uh, to, to keep yourself healthy, you know, and not have to deal with those little knickknack injuries. Um, and then secondly, is just the people here. That's one of the first things I observed um, when I came on my visit was what type of people are here, um, what type of coaches are on the staff, you know, how do they communicate? And um, I just felt genuine love. I felt genuine love from the staff and from the people that, uh, that that were with me when I was over here on my visit. And that's one of the main things because outside of basketball, you need people that will view you as more than, than that basketball player. And um, that's exactly that's exactly what I, what I got from the coaches here and even some of the teammates uh, that I now have. So you, you decide to come to UC San Diego what was that transition like for you in terms of, again, settling in at a new place where you didn't know a lot of people mm -hmm. and, and so on? Uh, 
It was hard. It was hard at first. Um, you know, I've, I'm still coming back from my injury. Um, and then I'm, I'm living in the dorms. And I think the month of July, the guys had off. So I was one of the only guys on campus. And as lonely as it was, it was also exciting uh, because I knew that I had some time to, you know, just put my head down and work. Um, and so that was a, a very interesting process. And it taught me a lot about myself, actually, because I had a lot of time to, you know, just sit in the quiet, um, be by myself, try to learn new things. Um, and I, I, lear I learned a lot about the the ability of the mind this is how I'm going to say um, just how far your mind can get you if you put you keep feeding it that's so interesting your major here is sociology uh, what is it that you want to do upon graduation I know continuing to play is certainly on that list um, sorry camera but I don't know yet what I want to do um but that's okay. I yeah, I've, I'm I'm figuring it out. Just observing a lot of different areas of work. I mean, sociology is a pretty broad topic because there's pretty much sociology behind everything. It's the study of society, and society is where everything is going on. Uh, so I don't know what I'll do with it yet, but. I feel like I can go a lot of ways with it and I don't necessarily have to go in a domain that, you know, has involves sociology. Like I can use my sociology and my athlete experience to maybe coach. Um, I know coaching is one of the things that I'd like to do. Um, but other than that, it's in terms of like uh, working somewhere, I don't know yet. Is your intention longer term to stay in the U.S.? <laughs> um, long term, yeah. Yeah, I plan on staying in the U.S., but I still want to be visiting back home, which I'll do way more often once um, school is done because uh, being, I mean, I think I'm going to be a professional athlete. Um, I know it. And you'll have, you know, your little breaks or times where you don't have to be with the team. Um, I want to make sure to get some of those breaks and spend them with my dad, uh, go back home, see family, uncles, cousins, and, um, you know, just having more free time, I would say, because now in school, it's it's a little hard. You know, you have quarters, and um, I'm always in summer school. I like to, you know, get, get extra credits, you know, get, get ahead, and doing that takes away from the time that I have for vacation. Of course, yeah. yeah. The fun fact, actually, I've, I've never been on a vacation um, just to go and hang out for a week or two. I've never been on a vacation yet, so I'm excited. It's coming. I think it's coming up soon. I think so. <laughs> Where's on the? Where do you have on your list? Where do you want to go? Uh, Whenever that is. Whew, I heard a lot of places, man. A lot of my friends been in a lot of places. Like, man, you listen, you got to try this place. Um, I think I want to. I want to go to like Cancun and see what it's okay. like out there. Um, but I know my ultimate dream place I want to go is Dubai. I just want to I want to go to Dubai and see see what it's like. I know I seen this thing they were talking about um, making a kind of like a indoor outdoor city. Like I don't I don't know how to how to yeah, explain it. Yeah, because of the weather, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, 
I really want to visit that place. And there's more places I would go, but those are most definitely the top two. Fascinating. We all have to report back once you go and let us <laughs> let us know what you found. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I want to uh, chat with you about one of your teammates, Jaron Brooks, who also transferred here to UC San Diego, of course, a year before you did. A big guy as well. He was out with an injury. Did you two form a bond and kind of help each other through your, your struggles? Um, absolutely. Uh, I didn't... I didn't know him as much because I I looked at the roster as soon as I saw UC San Diego was um, pursuing me, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see who's there, and then I seen him, and I seen that he didn't play because being in the Big West, we also play UCSD. Right. Um, so actually, when I came on my visit, he was my first host. Um, for dinner, I forgot where we went to dinner, but he was the host, and um. Just there, you know, we started talking a little bit and he told me how like he wasn't playing because he was hurt. Um, but just based off that conversation we had on, on that first time, I feel like we 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 had, you know, a lot in common. And um, I knew that he was gonna be a guy that was gonna push me when I get here. And it's exactly what he's been doing. And um, ever since I've been here, we've been forming an even closer bond. Uh, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And so, while you were still not 100% coming back from injury, he unfortunately got hurt again in the, in, uh, just before Christmas, and so he's been out for a while. Have you been kind of helping him and keep his, keeping his spirits up? Um, yeah, I mean, I always, no, no matter who it is, I'll always try to cheer somebody up. Um, I know it's hard because I've been there, and obviously he's been there too, so it might be a little harder. Um, but you always gotta help remind your peers that, you know, it's it's not over. It's not over. It's just a little a little setback, yeah, but the comeback's gonna be even better. And um I feel like he knows it. He knows it too. And you know, I'm really excited to to, to get back on the court with him whenever he gets healthy. So I hope he gets healthy quickly. And that the the sentiment that you have that you were just sharing about how you feel towards him. It really could go towards the entire team in that this season there's definitely been some challenges, but the team has been in every game right there and just haven't always gotten over the hump. So how have you as a group stayed confident and stayed positive and not just been become overly frustrated? Because clearly like the effort is still there. Yeah. Um, you just got to go out and play. Um, at the end of the day, we're here for a reason, and we see it as more than, you know, either you, you win or you lose, you know? Like, we, we we trying to hoop, you know? So we come in every day, um, even if you lost the last game, like, you, you gotta be able to get over it and get ready for the next one, um, no matter the result. And yeah, we hate losing, but you play as hard as you can every night, you know, eventually you're gonna, you're gonna get a couple wins. Emmanuel Chimanga is our guest on Triton Cast. You ready for some quick picks? All righty, let's do it. Ocean or pool? Ocean. Beach or mountains? Beach. Man, I don't want to look at no mountains. <laughs> sunrise or sunset? Ooh, I'm a sunset guy. I love to look at that sunset. We got some good ones here. Oh, no, we got some great ones. I, I go often to um, 
a little at the edge right there. It's like a little ramp that leads you all the way down to the beach, but I don't go down. I just go like right next to, it's a lot, it's a lot of big houses there. So I sneak right in <laughs> nice. between. It's a little path, a good view. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to show us that secret. Oh yeah, I will. Love it. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? <sighs> I have to go with fufu. Okay. Fufu, that's, that's the, that's the African dish right there. What's in it? Uh, fufu is just, it's just like, you can make it with a lot of different powders. Um, but the original is with the semolina. Okay. Um, yep. And then you just, you, you boil the hot water and you pour the semolina in there, turn until it becomes, it becomes hard. And then you eat it with like, uh, you're supposed to eat it with your hands. Don't never eat it with a fork. <laughs> Don't ever eat it with a spoon. Eat it with your hands. And then, um. You know, eat it with spinach or chicken. You know, a little, a little side with it. It's, it's the best. You make it? Oh, I know, I know how to make it. I'm a chef. Don't get it twisted. I'm a chef. What's the best thing you cook? The best thing I cook is probably I make this fish stew with okay. rice. Oh, man, you, you, you would love it. I might have to make it for you now that you asked. I mean, I, I'm not gonna turn <laughs> that down. It sounds amazing. All right. How did you learn to cook, or when did you just grow up cooking? Um. I'm a big observer, so I watched my dad cook a lot, as well as my mom when I was younger. Um, and watching them, I, I learned a little bit about the spices, but um, <clears throat> and my uncle actually taught me how to cook. Um, he's He lives in, in Texas, okay, and so I, it's, it's kind of like my second home because right. he stays there. So we used to go there a lot pretty much every summer. And he will always like call me in the kitchen or sometimes it'll be like 2 a.m. He's like waking me up. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, come on, come with me. We gonna go make some food. And so from that, um, I learned how to fix a couple of things for myself. Love it. What about uh, pizza? What do you put on your pizza? <sighs> pizza, onions, olives, pineapples, pineapples okay. right. going pizza. Okay, <laughs> okay. pineapples <laughs> going pizza. All right. Um, Pineapples, and then sometimes I, I'll throw a little spinach on there, depending um, on how I'm feeling, and then mushrooms. Okay, it's a lot. Yeah, I know it's it's a lot. That's you call that deluxe pizza, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Montreal bagel or New York bagel? I'll have to take the Montreal bagel because I've never had the New York ones. I've only been to Brooklyn once, but other okay. than that, I've never been to New York. So I'm glad I haven't because I'm sure their bagels are pretty good. But I'll stay. I'll stay loyal to my city. No, yours are yours are fantastic. It's. A, I wish they would export them here. Yeah. What about uh, smoked meat or poutine? Poutine, man. Don't you you ask me anything or poutine other than fufu? I'm picking poutine. <laughs> I know it can be made different ways. So, like, what what's the best um, recipe, or what do you what do you want in there? So the best lately, when I was back in Montreal, they used to just have um, it's like just fries, gravy, cheese, yep. just simple. Um, but but now, now there's a now, lot of nowadays. I hear yeah. like they, yeah. they 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 throw bacon on there, they throw chicken on there, and I'm like, oh, like hold, hold, hold on, like that's what we're doing now. So I haven't had one of those fancy poutines yet because I've been away from home for a while, and I'm not trying no poutine from out here. <laughs> I have to wait till I get back home. Um, I think that is wise. <laughs> yeah, um, but I feel like I feel like I'll probably like the one with. It depends on who cooks the chicken, but I'll probably like the one with chicken or sprinkle a little bacon on there. Okay. 
That'd be perfect right there. <laughs> Got the chef's kiss going on it. <laughs> What's one thing about you that would surprise even your friends? Um, that would surprise even my friends. Uh, I would probably say um, my ability to adjust in every environment. That's something that people, I, su- I surprise people with that because sometimes they'll be like, all right, like, you know, he's, he's my friend and then we go or next to somebody else and I'm talking to them how I always talk to them and like, wait, hold on, like, what's, what's going on here? And just um, people get surprised, but being in so many uh, environments, I kind of learned how to, how to be with certain people. You know, you, you kind of, you can't talk to everybody the same. Like, you're not going to talk to your friends, how you talk to your dad. Um, and that's the same thing with different people in different environments. So I feel like that's something that would surprise them if they knew. Very impressive. Singing or dancing? Mm, see, <laughs> I dance, I dance a lot, but then I sing in the shower. So <laughs> it's like, I, which one do I pick? You got that sneaky uh, vocal range? <clears throat> yeah, see, I... I can surprise people. Okay. All but right. then, you know, it, it has to it has to be in the closed doors. So it, it. whenever whenever I'm not whenever I know people are not listening to me, then I could go. Fair enough. That's when I'm best. When people are listening to me, I'm I'm not that good. <laughs> I think you'd surprise us. <laughs> Favorite holiday. Favorite holiday is Christmas. Okay. Out the question. Uh probably because I get to see family. If it's one sibling, five siblings, or everyone, um, I get to see people on Christmas, and it, that's what makes the holiday for me, just seeing that family. Pancakes, waffles, or French toast? Waffles. Anything on them? Maple syrup. Straight from the tree. <laughs> straight from the tree. They, they got the good maple syrup straight from the tree back home. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, I know. Reading or writing? Uh, writing. I'm a big writer. Do you journal? Uh, I journal some things, uh, but I feel like I'm a better writer when it comes to, all right, uh, just put a paper down and just write, <clears throat> write something. Or like when I get assignments a lot in my classes and they tell me, um, pick a topic and write 10 pages. To me, that's a cakewalk. Nice. That's a good skill to have. Yeah. Podcasts or playlists? Uh, probably playlists. Probably playlists. If you if you saw my phone right now, man, I got plenty of playlists. What's what are you listening to before a game? Before a game, I will probably some artists you do not know because some are in French. Um, I got uh, Celine Dion. That's about the extent. <laughs> yeah, that one before a game might put me <laughs> not <to> so sleep. much. <laughs> but um. I listen to a lot of rap music in French uh, because I know a lot of the words, but I also like to listen to certain artists that that get me going, you know? Like, uh, I would say uh, Future is a good one. Drake is a good one. Um, he's he's all, Drake is always up there. Um, and then another artist, oh, Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi Vert, he's for sure. I have, like, his, his music is... It's not the best in terms of what he's saying, but it's just the beat behind it. Yeah, I, yeah the beat behind it just, it goes too crazy. You can't not like the song. 
a well-produced track can go so long regardless of what the lyrics are. Favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate chip cookie dough, for sure. Okay. Which one of your teammates thinks they're the funniest? (sighs) Man, that's probably about three of them. Uh, Who thinks they're the funniest? I think Roddy, for sure, thinks he's the funniest. Um, Mike thinks he's the funniest. And the actual funniest to me, it might have to be Vuk. Vuk is a funny guy. (laughs) How so? He's a funny guy. Um, He just, you know, he just, sometimes jokes don't hit the same with certain people. But with Vuk, I just feel like the humor he has it just it just makes me laugh. Man. It just makes me laugh, and we laugh pretty much every day. Every time I see him, it's always a laughter. It's always a good time. That's fantastic. Which of your teammates is the best cook, or is it you? Me? Okay. <laughs> oh, hold on. I might be in competition with Cos. Oh yeah. I might be in competition with Cos. Cos could cook. Um, What's because- on his menu? <laughs> Uh, I don't know exactly what's on his menu, but I know he grilled for us once okay. uh, in the summer when I was I was still pretty new to here, and uh, he brought us together um, a little a little spot by the pool, and he grilled for us. So I'm I'm grateful for that, and I remember it. But I also know that he's he knows what he's doing in the kitchen. <clears throat> Your team recently played at Hawaii on those long flights. How do you pass the time, and how do you fit in the seat? I guess maybe it's a better question. <laughs> How you fit in the seat is a great question. Um, on the flights, okay, so the most unfortunate thing happened to me on the way there. I downloaded movies um, on HBO Max to be able to watch them. So you know how you download it and when you're offline it works? Yeah. Um, I downloaded them and I exited the app on exit because sometimes I just swipe up and exit every app on my phone. Um, and when I went back, you know, I took a little nap, woke up, went back to watch the movies, and it wouldn't let me because I don't have, it said I didn't have Wi-Fi. Uh, and so I couldn't watch none of the movies I down. I was getting ready to black, uh, watch Black Adam, and um, I was going to watch, what's the, the other movie? Justice League War. Uh-huh. I, I watch a lot of, you know, cartoon and anime and stuff because I'm, I'm pretty open-minded about everything, so I watch everything. Um, yeah. Arizona or Texas, summer or Montreal winter? <sighs> <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I'll take Texas summer. Texas summer because Montreal winter, nah. Nah, you can't do it. It's, sometimes the snow gets like up to, well, I'm taller now, but when I was younger, it was getting to my hips and they were canceling school and sometimes the heater breaks because it's so cold. Wow. Yeah, so it's hard. But in Texas in the summer, like, you know, you can have the AC in the house going. Um, <clears throat> and it's not too bad at night. Arizona is just bad. Arizona is just bad. I've seen, I saw somebody cook an egg on the car when I was in Arizona. And that's that's when I knew it was too much. <laughs> Yikes. All right, we'll end here. If you could play one other sport at UC San Diego for a day, which, which team would you be on? Mm. Tell the men's soccer to put me on. I love it. What position? I'd be a striker. I'd be a striker. It's like I, w- I was actually pretty good. Um, I didn't have. The, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I didn't have the skills and all that like Neymar does. But 
I for sure can shoot. I was more of a Ibrahimovic type guy. So I just make sure, you know, physique, physique. And once I kick it, it's, it's going somewhere near the net. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Emmanuel, thanks for the time. Alrighty, thank you. Appreciate you. What a fun conversation with E. Don't be surprised when you hear that name a lot more on future pods. And who knows? Maybe one day he'll be hosting a podcast of his own. Be sure to join us for an all-new Triton cast next week when we chat with grad student Sydney Brown from women's basketball. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a moment. New episodes of Triton Cast premiere each Wednesday. Thanks for listening to this week's show. And don't forget, you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms by searching Triton Cast wherever you get your pods. And a reminder that you can listen to any of our 74 episodes whenever you want on demand. Just visit UCSDTritons.com slash podcasts. For more on TritonCast, follow us on Twitter at TritonCast. And if you have a suggestion for a future guest, you can send us a tweet or email us at TritonCast at UCSD.edu. We'll see you back here next week. You've been listening to TritonCast. TritonCast is a production of UC San Diego Athletics Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your platform of choice. If you have show questions or comments or suggestions for future guests, email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at tritoncast. Thank you.